Bible-punching Tories, Jack? Don't know. Why would you punch a Bible? I thought they liked the Bible. I don't think they actually punch them. What do they do, then? They just bang them down hard in church. I've seen them do it with hymn books. Oh. I've seen it in the pictures, too. In westerns, they talk about punching cattle. Mostly they just punch each other. <laughs> punching cattle? That's mad. Come on, Daisy, get your hooves up. Moo. I'm going to milk you. Go on, then. Do it, Terry. Go on. Shall I? Go on. It's massive, though. It won't hurt you. It's a cow. <laughs> Ow! Oh. Are you all right, Terry? God, it's really hard. Yeah, you two! Lord, thou hast seen fit to make it a beautiful summer and the harvest looks excellent. But couldst thou not see thy way to having a few more clouds over Kent and Sussex to help our fighter planes? We are so few and they are so many. Ah, hello, Mr. Bodrain. Uh, what can hey, I... Bloody barkeys, I'll tell you what. Do you know what they've been up to now? Oh, dear. What? Two of they got into my top pasture and started a fight with my milking herd. With your cows? Squaring up to them, they was. Batsy, she put her head down and butted one of they, so they ran away. There's no harm done, then. What do they think they're playing at, they barkeys? Fighting cows? What the hell have you boys been up to now? Hey, Jack, there's no need for that. There's every need. I've never heard anything like it in all my life. Fighting cows! We were pretending we were cowboys, punching cattle. Punching? But you can't. You can't. Oh, you tell them, Rose. You mustn't interfere with the cows, boys. You'll curdle their milk. Betsy butted me. I've got a bruise. Serve you right. Betsy should have tossed you over the hedge. Be this your house in the woods, Terry. You mustn't tell the others I showed you. Cross my heart and hope to die. Oh, tis lovely and dark, innit? Smells of resin. No one would ever know we was here. Do you want to play doctors? What's that? How old are you? Nearly eight. I'm 13. I'll be doctor first. You gotta take all your clothes off. All of them? Then you lie down and I examine you. I say, what seems to be the trouble, Mr Smith? The school doctor just looked in my hair for nits. Do you want to play or not? No. You shy? Yes. So be I. You know boys and girls are different. I think so. Do you know why? No. Tis to make babies. You put your whittler in my twinkle and I has a baby. <laughs> Don't be daft. True. It wouldn't go. No. I thought that, but tis still true. It doesn't work till you married, I think. Tiny little babies come out the end of your whittler, all swimming. Ugh. The husband has to lie on top of the wife, then it works. All husbands and wives do it. Your mum and dad did it for you. Shut up. 
The baby grows for nine months in air, then comes out. Babies are too big. I know, I don't get it. The woman screams so it mustn't have her. I don't think I want babies. You made it all up. The animals do it too. I've seen them. Farmer Bodrain's bull. Oblige me. We're not animals. We got souls. Souls? What be they? The vicar said we've got souls and animals haven't. What does he know? I went home and stared at Auntie Rose and Uncle Jack and tried to imagine them engaged in something so rude and unlikely. No, not possible. I thought of my parents. No, the whole image was grotesque. Hey, what's up, boy? You look as though you lost a pound and found sixpence. Uncle Jack, have we got souls? <laughs> Nobody really knows, boy, but they say they do. If you ask me, it's all tripe, all religion. It's rubbish, all of it. So we are just like the animals. I wouldn't say that, boy. We got something better. Minds. Auntie Rose, do we have souls? Yes, of course we have, my love. What do you think we are? Animals? Uncle Jack says we haven't. What does he know? Heathen. There appeared to be nothing but confusion on the subject in the adult world. Well then, Terry, did you ask about babies? Nobody seems to know. Oh well, shall we go down to your hut in the woods and play doctors then? If you like. Come on, quick. The others are coming. They're silly. They just want to fight. Doctors is much more fun. Come on, let's undress together. Elsie Pierce was a very good girl. She went to church on Sunday to pray to God to give her strength to kiss the boys on Monday. <laughs> a weekly ordeal was the letter home. Auntie Rose was adamant. We were never allowed to miss. I can't think of anything to write. You say that every week. You've read that letter from Gwyn hundreds of times. And I shall probably read it hundreds more. Oh, he only said he was going training on Salisbury Plain. But Gwyn had lied. He had really been on embarkation leave. Now they've sent him abroad. Abroad? Where? Address, care of the war office. Care of. Oh. Same way the boys from Jack's Pit were cared for by the last lot. That was the Great War, wasn't it? Gwyn told us Uncle Jack was wounded. The war to end wars. Oh. Jack was saved because he was wounded. He was the only one who came back to our village. The only one. It's why we left Wales. Every woman in our village staring at me as if it were my fault. Oh, look at this. Ink on paper instead of a person here in your life. And every letter from Gwyn is one page long. That's all he can manage. One page. Two sides. Not enough. You write two pages home to your mum and dad this week. Two. Do you hear? That's four sides. I know how many it is. I've never written four sides. You can this week. That's not fair. We shouldn't have to write at all. 
It was her sent us away. What? Oh, she did. What did you say? I didn't mean it. Do you think she wanted to send you away? No. Don't you ever say anything like that again about your mother or your father. I was only moaning about writing letters. I have to stop myself writing 50 sides to Gwyn, and I can hardly spell my name. You're supposed to be clever. Just because you're upset about Gwyn, I've got to write four sides. A whole blinking book. It's not fair. When did you get the letter? What letter? The letter telling you that life is going to be fair. Nothing's fair. She hugged me. I can still feel the warmth of her body and her hands, so much rougher than my mother's, but just as gentle. Listen, boy, who did your shoelaces up for you before you could do your own? Mum, I suppose, and Dad sometimes. Your mum and Dad, exactly. And do you think they minded? Don't know. No, my Terry, they didn't mind. You can be sure of that. Because they love you. And your brother. They love you both. And your shoelaces. And your first teeth when you lost them. And the locks they cut from your hair. I've still got some of Gwyn's. Even the clippings when they first cut your toenails. Yes, everything about you. So, you write them four sides about your shoelaces, is it? Nobody can write four sides about shoelaces. I would jump for joy if I got four sides from Gwyn. If they're about shoelaces, you'd think it'd gone balmy. Why not try this? Dearest Mum, I miss you badly. How I wish you here with me. Tell her you miss her. Tell her you love her. I tell her I'm homesick, that'll make her unhappy. Well, don't say you're very homesick. Just a bit. Make her feel important. Tell her how you miss her stories every single night. How you miss that goodnight kiss. And don't let the It rains and you run home fast You slip and you hurt your knee Cold and crying, who hugs it better? Mum! Yes, Mum! Put it in the letter Dearest Mum, I miss you badly Rose, we got a rabbit. He was in one of the gins in the garden hedge. Oh, well done, boy. More fur for my winter gloves as well as some stew. Can I help you gut it, Auntie Rose? Letter to your mum and dad first, then gutting rabbits. We got all the potatoes in. Four rows. It'll soon be black as pitch out there. He was still alive, Terry, squealing. Uncle Jack run his neck. Oh, I missed it. Blinking letters. One day, Jack and I joined Frank Emmett and Elsie behind the row of outside privies that sat across the foot of the gardens of railway cottages. 
Our plan? A raid on Granny Peter's gooseberry bushes. Granny Peter's, to us half funny, half witch, lived at number four. She was Jimmy Peter's nan, and her gooseberry bushes were laden with golden, hairy goosegogs. Look, Frank, it's best if Elsie keeps watch here and we crawl across the paths. Yeah, I vote for that. I want to come with you. You can't. Why? Because you're useless. You mean you are, you sod. You always make a noise or get seen or something. I can't help it if people notice me. Well, Terry's the smallest. He can get right in under the prickles and pass out the goosegogs. Yeah, no one will see me. Then you and me, Frank, can get round the back there and get them all there. OK. And Elsie can stay by the corner and see all the windows and if anybody comes to the bogs. I'm not staying there, it smells. Stop moaning or we won't give you any. Don't want any. All right, come on. Terry first. I suppose any plan that included an unwilling Elsie was doomed. We wriggled round the odorous privies on our stomachs with an excessive secrecy that would have excited attention from a mile away. We boys slid among the bushes while Elsie kept watch and communed with her changing body. In the cocoon of the gooseberry bushes, it was both cosy and painful. No matter how careful I was, they pricked. Come on, Terry. Pass them out. I am. He's eating them. I only had a few. Hey, you. You boys. What's it to? Oh, no. That's her. Well, what's he doing in there? Where's Elsie? She's scarping. Why, why are you lying down in there? Ow, I'm stuck. You're squashing them all. I can't help it. It hurts. Frank ran for it. Jack stayed with me. Come on, you two. Out there a minute. So you two tried to steal Granny Peter's gooseberries, did you? Sorry, Uncle Jack. Well, did you? We were only scrumping. Scrumping? What's that then? Cockney for stealing? Scrumping is when it's apples and things. I know what it is. I'll never hold up my head in the street again. Ashamed I am of you both. Poor old Granny Peter's. What are we going to do with you two? Dunno. You're going to go into her and say you're sorry to start with. And you take her in some of my rock cakes. Yes, Auntie Rose. You know she do make jam from all her fruit. And she earns her money from it. And she do give us a jar every Christmas. And then you steal them. Sorry. If you wanted some gooseberries, why didn't you just ask? Were you hungry? No. Don't we feed you? Yes, yeah, Uncle Jack. You take her my rock cakes and you go in there and you ask her if there's anything you can do to help her. Granny Peters? Perhaps she's out. She's never out. Granny Peters? <laughs> Sus, Granny Peters. Jack and Terry. The boys from Auntie Rose's. Oh, all the backies. Oh, all right, my booties. We brought you some rock cakes from Auntie Rose. Granny Rose. Oh, her rock cakes. Oh, get him here, I'll salt them in my tea. Come in, come in. So, you boys be from Lennon, eh? Yes. Ah, I was to there once with my Jimmy. Yeah, too many horses everywhere. 
Oh, she's all round you, worse than Plymouth trials. Oh, come here, my pretty. Come, come closer. Oh, no. Go on. Go on. Go. She there. smells funny. Oh, you some rare and no mistake. No, don't, don't wriggle. I won't hurt you. Oh, you mind me of my belly. Ginga, they called you all down Dubwell Street. Ginga, you're palmy. You want to join the army? <laughs> Auntie Rose sent us. Oh, Billy, my firstborn, my handsome, where you to now? <laughs> oh, South Africa he went, and the boys shot him. There, there's his medals. I mean, he weren't simple. The army took him, so couldn't have been, could he? He never hurt no woman. They made, they led him on. Cause they fought not he. You wouldn't hurt a fly, would you, my handsome? She won't let me go. Don't worry. I think she's all right. His father, he was the simple one. I had eight for me. All gone to guard. They took them all. Three in the war. Two when they was little like you, my booty. <laughs> Henry, he went on the railway working on the line down the valley. They threw a bottle from a train and hit his lovely face. <laughs> the four and twelve to St. Arsene to us. Oh, I outlived all my own children. Tis not natural. Tis Tis wonderful lonely, I can tell you. Isn't Jimmy Peter's dad your son? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, oh, I forgot he. Yeah. Well, I don't count he, he's still here. Oh. If you let me go, I'll take your jug and get some water from the pump. Well, but won't you still have full a minute? Auntie Rose <laughs> said we got to. Oh, oh, Auntie Rose, yeah. Rock cakes, they well named, all right. And we're sorry we tried to steal your gooseberries. Oh. You, you want some gooseberries? You go on, then. They be handsome now. You, look, take, take that bowl and you bring me some. I'll make you some jam. <laughs> oh, yeah. Come here, little one. Let me touch your hair. Oh. I got to go. Auntie Rose is calling. Give me a kiss, Billy. Oh, Henry, give your mum a kiss before you go to work. We'll bring you some gooseberries in this bowl, Granny Peters. Come on, quick. Ah, oh. oh. the four twelve to snarl twas. They shoddy. Her ethereal, quavering voice still Bloody. echoes in my head to this day. Oh, mm-hmm. 